Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Saturday. It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever you find your podcast available. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share, dislike, whatever you want to do. Just make sure you make your presence known on the page because the page is grown, baby. The wave is growing, baby, so you got to get with it. Lots to get into. The Kevin Durant, Michael Rappaport situation. I'm going to undress that. And trust me, you're going to want to hear it. And then Phone the Friend is back with my boy Ryan Flowers. That's going to be a great interview. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. You know that old saying that money doesn't change you? You know, you got people that say, oh, it's it's... It's the people around you that change when you have money. And that's also true as well. But money does change you. It has to change you. Because what it's supposed to do is it's it's supposed to elevate your life in regards to putting you into places that you never would have got to if you didn't have that type of money. So you have to move differently. You have to make sure you don't Put yourself in situations that can get you in trouble, that can make people try to take you down. That's very important, especially as a black athlete or a black entertainer or whatever it is. Once you level up and get money, you got to be a little smarter on how you move. I say this because Kevin Durant has not done this in his career. Kevin Durant, by far, by far, is the most sensitive superstar in sports history. Not just in basketball, in sports history. He's always had this thing where he has to prove himself. It's a, it's a chip on his shoulder that if somebody doesn't think he's good, he has to attack. That's not a smart thing to do personally for your career or your personal life. It's just not wise. Michael Rappaport, comedian, actor, troll, funny dude, New York guy, so I respect him. Him and Kevin Durant get into this 
DM exchange. And it all started due to Kevin Durant's awkward, awkward interview he had with Charles Barkley back in December, I believe. And in that interview, Kevin Durant didn't like the line of questioning that Barkley gave him, and he just gave him one-word answers. And it was just very, very awkward. So Michael Rappaport, being the passionate sports fan that he is, did not like how he handled that situation and made it known. Listen, if you don't want to do the interview, don't do the interview. But don't do that. Because at the end of the day, Charles Barkley is a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. You don't disrespect people like that, especially their elders. You got you to gotta show a little bit more respect than that. So that went ahead and divulged into where we're at now, where Kevin Durant is saying a whole bunch of outlandish stuff in, in Michael Rappaport's DM. They're exchanging stuff. Michael Rappaport saying things. Kevin Durant saying way more things. And at the end of the day, Michael Rappaport is not a fighter. And he's a white man. And when a black man is saying these things to you, whether it's real or tongue-in-cheek, and you guys don't have that type of friendship, he's going to take it as a threat. And that's exactly what he said. Me and Kevin Durant don't joke like that. We're not, we're cool, but we're not friendly. We're not friends. So I took to what he was saying as a legit threat. And, hey, I posted it, and when I post other DMs of other people, nobody says anything. When I post a DM of Joe Schmo, it doesn't blow up. I post a DM with Kevin Durant, it blows up, it goes viral, it's un- unfortunate. He gets fined, and I didn't want that to happen. Michael Rappaport is a sucker for that. He should have never posted it because of the high character, high-profile athlete that Kevin Durant is. Joe Schmo, nobody cares about that. People will laugh, yes. But Kevin Durant, who is a high-profile black athlete, it's a problem. And who else is the sucker? It's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant should know better. Kevin Durant should know that this guy is a comedian. He's a troll. This is what he does. And for you to go ahead and exchange with him to that level, you can't be a smart person because you're Kevin Durant. You would never see LeBron James, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan. The list goes on. You'd never see those athletes doing this because they have a brand. They protect their image. Derek Jeter, you can throw in there as well. But Kevin Durant has never truly leveled up the way those guys have. Has he? No. He went to Golden State. He was under the shadow of Curry. He's always under the constant shadow of LeBron James as well. So he always feels like he has to prove himself, that people are always out to get him, and he has to fight. He has to fight. No, you don't. You have to be an adult. Be an adult. Because at the end of the day, you're a high-profile athlete and one of the best players that ever played this game. Act like it don't do this don't create burner accounts when you left Oklahoma City to justify your move don't argue with teenagers when they have their own opinions about what you did in regards to going to Golden State and have the teenager look more mature than you in that exchange don't go at reporters when they 
speak negatively about you due to your performance because that's their job. It's like all of these things that he just never got the training. He never understood how this works. He never leveled up. So he got the money, but he never leveled up. He never changed his mentality. He never changed how he moved. Still the same Kevin Durant that grew up in the hood. That's not the way you're supposed to move. Whether you like it or not, whether athletes like it or not, they are role models to the youth. If a kid sees how Kevin Durant is behaving, he's going to think that that's okay. Oh, Kevin Durant told him. Yeah, that might have been the case. But at the same time, why stoop to that level? You're Kevin Durant. You're not Pookie that works at the YMCA that plays in rec leagues on, on the weekends. That's not you. You have a job. They expect more from you. And because of that, you got fined. It's not the fact of what he did was wrong. It's the fact that the image that you portrayed for the NBA was embarrassing. They don't want their star athletes doing stuff like this. That's why you got fined. If any one of us goes on some email chain where we're cursing out our boss or we're cursing out a fellow coworker and the higher-ups get a hold of it, what do you think is going to happen? You may get fired or you may get suspended or fi- whatever it is. Whatever your particular job's punishment is, you will face it. It's no different for Kevin Durant. So you have, you have people out there, oh, well, he told him. I don't understand why he got fined. The reason why you don't understand is because you, just like Kevin Durant, have the same mentality. And that's the problem. You got to level up. You have to be bigger than trolls. You have to be bigger than the people that are trying to bring you down. Kevin Durant could have easily said in that exchange, all right, Michael Rappaport, if that's how you feel, I respect your opinion. But I'm going to agree to disagree. But I appreciate you supporting me, bro. We can have discussions about this at a later time. Didn't have to continue to go back and forth. You seen the things that he was talking about? I'm going to spit in your face when I see you. I'm going to not doing none of that. And the reason why he wasn't going to do any of that is because he's a basketball player. And his job is to play basketball. That's how he earns a living. You are not going to jeopardize your living for Michael Rappaport or anyone else. If you did, hey, you'd be stupider than I think you are. So that's the thing, is that he's always had this chip on his shoulder. And he hasn't leveled up. It's time for the people in his life to really tell him, Yo, KD, you're not 19, you're not 22, you're not 25. You're a 30-plus-year-old man. And you're still doing this? Enough. Grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to be a role model for kids. You heard what he said. Oh, I don't want people to look at me crazy, you know, with kids and all. Okay, cool. You thought about that now. You should have thought about that before. Anytime you move, every text message that you send to a fan, every person that you come into contact with, you have to be thinking about this because people are watching you. They're watching you. And if you don't realize that, then like I said, maybe you're stupider than I think you are. Coming up after the break, phone a friend. 
with my man Ryan Flowers on a Saturday. It's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. So now to my favorite segment, Phone a Friend. Call him up, 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 call him up. Competing for a reason, trying to stay undefeated, yeah. Call him up, 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 call him up. Call him up, call him up, call him up. Game of the season, don't lie, we're all leaving, yeah. Who we have on the show today is a very good friend of mine. You know, I've known him for a little little while now and um, feel like I've known him forever. He's that cool of a dude. Um, you know, he's a host of his own podcast, Clutch Sports Talk. Welcome to the show, my man, Ryan Flowers. What's up, man? What it do, man? Thanks for having me on, Barry, man. Appreciate it, as usual. Of course, of course, of course. You know, I had to finally get you on my show because I've been on your show for, you know, so many times already. So I had to get you on. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, I mean, so uh, let's um, let's kind of talk about your origin story, like you know, where you grew up, uh, what you okay. did in high school, and what you <laughs> what you aspired to be, right? All right. of that stuff. Well, I mean, I'm right now I live in Henderson, Nevada, which is a suburb outside of Las Vegas. Um, yeah, but I grew up originally in L.A., Los Angeles, California. Uh, high school. Let's see, as far as sports. I was a three-sport athlete, baseball, track, and football. Didn't pick up the basketball. I probably should have. I probably should have played <laughs> soccer because I'm only 5'7". I um, probably would have been getting paid buku bucks right now. But Right. Because my dad, was he played soccer. But I don't know. For some reason, they migrated from Central America. And this brother never taught me how to play soccer. And I'm like. He w- he probably was just like, listen, I don't want my son playing this. I don't, I don't want him to play something else. I wish he did, man, because I could be making mad bank right now. Right, but- right. You know, at five seven, I probably the prospects of me playing like Division One football wasn't really the best thing for me. Yeah. Um, I try. I ran track. I was pretty decent at that, but football is definitely my 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 biggest love. I tried baseball a little bit. Um, so I graduated. Um, didn't want to get like a regular job, or and I college wasn't really for me at the time. So I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm just gonna join the military, man. Okay. The recruiter, recruiter promised me to to see a bunch of women, <laughs> um, and that didn't happen. But that's all good. Uh, he, sold, you know, so I, he sold you a dream. <laughs> that's, hey, but that's their job, you know. So I mean, right. my, my recruiter was cool, man. At the end of the day, like he, because he grew up in LA too, so he knew what it was like, you know. Yeah. But you know, he 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 sold me a pipe dream, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So you know, I, I did that for what five six years. I was a medic actually. I'm a, I was a medic. Nice. Um, and I, I I became a medic because they they told me I could work in a hospital and I would be you know beautiful nurses. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that wasn't that, the case. That didn't happen either. The uh, they sent my bug straight to Iraq and oh. I was frontline combat medic, you know, several tours in Iraq. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with the city of Fallujah, I was there 
uh, several occasions. So, you know, do your, do, do your, do your history research and look up the city of Fallujah or the battle of Fallujah. You'd be like, wow. Oh, okay. Like salute, it, salute, bro. Salute. It, it, it went down over there. So I did that, got out, you know, you know, messed around a little bit, moved to Texas, then got married, had some kids. Uh, fast forward to today. Um, actually it's no, it wouldn't be a year yet. I started my show and I think I may have told you this story before, but I'll tell everyone who's listening. Um, it was the draft last year. Uh, and I was watching the draft and I was, you know, watching my timelines on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, you know, whatever. And <laughs> I guess I just got so fed up of people just saying just the most random and like idiotic stuff, stuff that, that could not actually physically happen with their team. Yeah. Guys was like, man, uh, Tom Brady needs to be traded to the, the Bengals. It's like, no, 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 I'm making it up, <laughs> but, it, but that's, that's the type of stuff. And it was so annoying. So, and then on top of that, people were like doing like their own, uh, I wouldn't say grading of the draft picks, but they were giving their own assessment and they were like so way off. And so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what? Cause I wasn't big on social media like that. Like I had it, you know, I was a lurker. I'm a lurker. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm real. Um, I would just, you know, follow people to see, catch up with them, see how they're doing. And then after that, it'd be like, I won't talk to you for like another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I go on my, I go on my Facebook live. Um, Cause I didn't have IG at the time yet. Uh, and I just started, you know, talking about each pick. So I did that for the for the first night and I got a pretty good um, uh, what you call it, a good following. I would say a lot of people chimed in. They were like, wow, man, like like like, why don't you do this? And I'm like, what do you mean do this? And I was like, why don't you have like a show about like sports or football? Yeah. I said, that's a good ass question. Um, so then literally that night, the, the first round was over. I, you know, Googled like, how do you start a podcast? Because that's what you do. You, you Google everything. <laughs> Went on YouTube researched that and I was like I came up on anchor FM I was like all right that's pretty basic and it's free right it's free especially during a pandemic you know you're not trying to spend a lot of money so I was like if I did I remember doing my first show um I don't even have that notebook with me I wish I had my notebook but I had this I have this notebook that I take notes on and I was so nervous I don't know how many takes I did and <laughs> the show was like it was like 20 25 minutes and I got like the first day I think I had about 20 25 listens yeah so for me that, like I was like okay cool that's great and so then it started developing into like a, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like real sports with Brian Gumble. Yeah, of course, of course. So at the time, obviously there were no professional sports going on. So people were like, well, well how do you do a podcast on sports? And there's nothing to, to talk about because there was no NBA, nothing, right? Yeah. I was like, well, I looked at the Brian, the sports, uh, real talk with Brian Gumble, sports talk. And I was like, I kind of took that model. I said, let me find issues, um, things that are sports related. So I started talking about, uh, one of, one of my first, after the draft, I think one of the first things I did was like youth sports. Yeah. Problems, like parents and stuff like that, uh, because I coach youth football. So, you know, I had a little bit insight on. Got on some knowledge parents, on it. Right. How parents should conduct themselves, you know, especially with coaches, because in my world, you know, in, in any youth sports, you know, parents, they don't like something. They boom, they pull their kid. They're on to the next team and they keep doing that. So, you know, I talked about that. I talked about what to expect. You know, your kid may not be LeBron James and that's OK. Like, right. that's your kid. I get it. But you got to be have real realistic expectations. So I talked about that. And then other things came up. Like um, I did one with my wife. It was like a woman's perspective. Nice. On, like if, her, if, her, if, a, if a man is really into sports, how does the woman handle that? How does she treat that? Because I have friends, I have cousins and relatives that like they have spouses or significant others. And they're like, their women don't let them watch nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, yeah. It's a tough so, dynamic. Right. And so I wanted to get her perspective because obviously I'm embedded in sports. Like literally this is what I do now is I'm right. happy, you know, 
um, you know, and did the other other stuff like that, you know. So then finally, when sports came back on, I started the show. I was doing this all audio at the at one point, and then I decided to to move over to like the live streaming to kind of make like a full blown out show that people can enjoy on Mondays and Wednesdays on Instagram and back on YouTube now because they they removed my sanctions on there because I got sanctioned on YouTube. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> but um, so you know, so that I do the I do the live show, and the reason why I love the live show so much more is that you know you get to interact with people right right then and there. People can hop on your live. Um, just like Instagram live, but you know what, my show is a little bit different than other other lives, I would say, because, you know, I, I spent a lot of time creating like the graphics and designs right. and the layouts to make you feel like you're watching like an undisputed or a first take. So I take pride in that. So which is dope, um, which is definitely dope. And as far as my platform is concerned, like I, I like I like to be objective as, as much as possible. I don't I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, as you can see. Well, they can't see, but you can see. Um <laughs> You know, I, my, my son's name is Dallas, so I'm, I'm committed to the team. Um, if I had a dog, I'd probably name it Dak or something like that. Right, right, right. But I'm definitely dedicated to Dallas. And actually, you know, quick story, I used to work for the Dallas Cowboys, too. I was a tour guide nice. at Texas Stadium many years ago when I lived in Texas. So um, I definitely um, am a Dallas Cowboys fan. And so I say that because a lot of we, we, we all know that we have a lot of Cowboys fans that are very subjective. So and I'm not I'm not well, I'm not that guy. So I try to make my show as objective as possible. I try to look at all angles, all facets of, of, of the story and give people, you know, some information and some facts that way they can determine which way they want to swing with it. So I'm not going to get on there and say, well, hey, you know, you need to like this because this is what I like. So, and 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 that's pretty much where I'm at, at today, you know, so I'm still growing the brand and I met a lot of great people, you know, including yourself, guys that I would probably never, you know, met obviously, you know, without doing this stuff because right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm in Las Vegas or Nevada, you're all the way in New York, like, that's crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, it, it's definitely been a fun ride and, I, and I'm, and I'm glad to be, I'm blessed to be on here with you right now and to meet a lot of other great people. Nah, definitely, man. It, it's uh, you know, the little, the little circle that we've created, man, is, is pretty dope. And yeah, like I said, you know, we, 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 we talk frequently, we, yeah. you know, we're always chopping it up about different things. So, you know, it's always, it's always a good conversation. And that's why I had to get you on here because Saturdays, phone a friend it's 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 shop talk man it's 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 literally <laughs> just nonsense all right. day long so right um you know i guess we'll i guess we'll start with the nfl draft because sure. we're we're starting to see a lot of movement on the board and you know you're gonna have to apologize to me very very soon because mac jones is rising up the boards like i told you he would Lord. And, you know, it looks like he's about to get taken by the Niners at three. And I just want to hear your thoughts about this. And first off, am I going to get an apology today or are you just going to wait until the draft? I'm going to wait till the draft because I don't think the Niners are going to take him still. <clears throat> Why um, not? Why not? I, I think maybe they're trying to to generate buzz around him. Don't maybe. do that. Don't try to hate. Don't 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 try to don't try to do this. Okay. They might. Don't try to do this, Ryan. <laughs> they are not trying to generate no interest. They like Mac Jones. He's a good quarterback. He's accurate as hell. And they see the talent just like I, I see the talent. Okay. That's what's going on. Sure. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, and obviously, if they take him, hey, you know, I got your number. I'll be the first <laughs> man to call you. <laughs> Excuse me. And be like, hey, I'm sorry, Barry. You know, I'm wrong on that. Uh, but I, I, I still don't. I, I got to see it to believe it. Um, so who, who do you got them taking at three? If you they're going to go quarterback, who I, would you think? I think honestly, they would probably. 
it's going to probably be between Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, I think. Okay. Um, because just because they're a little bit more athletic. So do you uh, think you think the Jets won't like? So there, there's a there's a part of you that thinks that the Jets won't go Zach Wilson. I think they will. I okay. will. I, I'm 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 just I'm assuming if they if the Jets don't take him for whatever yeah. reason. Because uh, what happens if now the Jets take Mac Jones now all of a sudden? So you know who knows. So because that's why I feel like the Niners might be kind of like they might like somebody else, right? And they're afraid that maybe they might like Zach Wilson. But they feel like the Jets might like him just as much, but maybe they're you know they're boosting him up, Mac Jones, to maybe have the Jets take him. So I mean this yeah. this is all like hypothesis, whatever. But yeah. if, if 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 you leave it be right now, if the the Niners were picking number three, right? So Zach Wilson's off the board. Let's just assume he's off the board at this point. I would probably still go with with Justin Fields just because he's at more athletic. And you know we we texted about this a few days ago. It's not that Mac Jones is not great. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he can play in the National Football League, um, unlike a lot of other quarterback classes we've seen coming through the years. Like this yes. class is actually the the top five guys. They all can play literally. Yeah, they, like they all talented. can play. They're yeah. all talented. Even like the sixth guy, which is like Kellen Mond from Texas A and M. Like right. there's a place for him somewhere. He's a so, little different, but there's definitely yes, I agree. There's, there's a, place a place for him. For him. Right. Unlike other years, you'd be like, what? Like that guy. <laughs> Nah, I'm like, I could go out there and play in the league. You know what I mean? But as far as the 49ers, I would probably go with Justin Fields just because I do like his athleticism. I like how Kyle Shanahan can use that athleticism in his offense. You know, they do a lot of bootlegging, um, you know, fake misdirection, stuff like that. And the biggest thing for me is that because the NFL defensive linemen, man, these guys are huge. They're big, they're fast, they're quick. You got to be able to move. Um, the, 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 the prototypical quarterback, like a Tom Brady, Drew Brees, those guys are relics. And obviously Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl, but Tom Brady is, is elite at, at, at really one great thing. And that's his ability to understand and know the game. He's super smart, but eventually that's going to catch up with him because, you know, it's going to catch up with you. But I like just, I mean, and I'm not saying Justin Fields is like head over heels better than Mac Jones. Me from a, from a preference standpoint, I like a, my quarterback to be a little bit more athletic. Like accuracy is big. Don't get me wrong. And Mac Jones can deliver the ball on time. Um, and he can make all the NFL throws. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like I don't. I don't know what he's gonna be like off script. I don't know what it's gonna be like for him if he goes to a team that can't block for him. You know the way Alabama line blocked for him. Can he yeah. make those moves? Can he make those plays off script? You know, I, I don't know. I, I I've never seen him do. I don't. Has he even trailed in a game? I mean, literally in the last I don't know two seasons. I don't know. So I don't know how he plays from behind. I don't know. You know, Justin Fields for me. That Clemson game when he damn near broke his ribs, came out and just balled out on a, on a on a pretty solid Clemson defense. I mean, it wasn't like the greatest Clemson defense, but yeah. he showed me a lot of grit and a lot of determination. One thing I will say about Justin Fields, and I don't know if you ever watched the show before. It was uh, it was like a independent network. I think the show was called QB One. It's on Netflix now. If okay. you haven't if you haven't checked it out, he was actually one of the quarterbacks featured on this show I'm when he was in high school in Georgia. Um, and you can kind of see he got like a prima donna type thing going on with him. Okay. You know, you know, he's a stud. He's, you know, number one recruit probably in his class that year. So for me, I don't know. I, I will challenge his work ethic. Um, obviously, I, I'm not in the building with him at Ohio State. I don't know. But just watching that, it kind of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I would still probably take him over Mac Jones at this point. Now, my my thing with with Justin Fields and, and I agree with that. I, I like Justin Fields, but 
I look at things more from a fundamental standpoint, right, and a mechanical standpoint. And his mechanics are bad. They they are they are bad for him to be a decent quarterback in the NFL. They're going to have to fix it immediately. Like they're not they, he's not going to be able to go out there right away and have success until they fix those mechanics. So. You know what, for, what 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 mechanics do you uh, are you referencing to? I just don't like the way he throws the football. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it, I think his delivery is a little long. Um it needs to shorten it up a little bit. Um I, I don't think he delivers the football quick enough for me. So he, he definitely gonna like say if he gets into like a West Coast system. Right. He's going to have to learn how to get that ball out quickly. And for right now, I mean, well, he's young. So th- that's what I'm saying. Like, we're, 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 I'm just looking at this from a, from a drafting scouting standpoint, like right. players change, players can be able to evolve. But if I'm, if I'm in that building, you have to have the personnel to help him do that. And if you don't have the personnel to help him do that, you will, you will la- likely have a kid fail just like, just like Sam Darnold with the Jets. Sam Donald's not a terrible quarterback, but the system and the structure that was in place for him yeah. was not suited to develop a quarterback, a young quarterback like him. Right now, you know that that's what I'm saying. So it all depends on where he goes. Is really going to be um, key. well if he goes to the Niners. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is somewhere. Kyle, right yeah, exactly. That'd be the perfect he, place he'll, for him. He'll he'll write that ship. I yeah. mean, as far as the mechanics are concerned, I mean, I feel you on that. But there have been a lot of guys that the, like the mechanics are like Lamar Jackson doesn't throw. Like his mechanics aren't the greatest, but and he's, and he's not a good quarterback. Yes, right. Yes, he's elite, he's elite <laughs> at one at one thing and at one, one thing. Yes, yes. So he's, you know, obviously Justin Fields, he's not he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not. He ran a, like a four four something like that. Yeah, which is good. I don't. But I don't need my quarterback to run a four. No, 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 no. I, I need I, my quarterback I, in the weight room. Not in the weight room. In the film room. That's film what I mean. room exactly. Like exactly. back in the, you remember that dude? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Brady Quinn. You remember him from Notre yes. Dame? Yeah, he was like yoked up, you know, he was taking metrics, you know, Look, looking metrics. like looking like a tight end and couldn't throw the football. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I was like and I told people back then I was like, dude, he, he'd be in the weight room too much. He needs yeah. to be in the field. And, right. and now now he's an analyst somewhere. But either way. Right. So but no, I, I like Justin Fields better. I just yeah. I just do. I got I, I got I got I to gotta support my brother. Do you, you know, see do you see Kyle Pitts going forward to the Falcons? Because yeah. he's, a, he's a freak, man. Yeah. I, I, I I was talking to my boy the other day and he was like, Yeah, man, I think I think uh Pitts may go top top three or top five. I'm like, I don't know if he's gonna go top five. He's definitely a top ten pick, but everybody is raving about this kid. Bro. He is a freak of nature. And could you imagine him in that Falcons offense at four? I, I mean, mean that's gonna die. I mean, honestly, man, like he probably is the best player in the draft, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially wise. I mean, but I know a lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams pick based off a of need. Yes. You know? so he's not going to go number one, but you know, let's talk about our team for a second. If I digress here, like, honestly, man, I would rather take him over a corner. I ain't going to lie. Hey, look, that, that, I was, <laughs> I'm the same way, bro. Like if he's down there at 10 and still on the board, you got to take him. Damn you a cornerback. Damn a cornerback. Go get Kyle Pitts. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, deal, you go get cornerback in the second round, whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll, right. we'll tape up a couple cornerbacks and put him out there. I mean, but, he's not gonna he's not gonna block much, but that's okay. Like, like we, we don't care. Like, let's I don't have care. Let's offense on the planet. And then that's we'll what I'm saying. defense later. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think <laughs> any team 
that is nine, 10, like nine to 15. If he's still on the board, they're all going to have the same mentality. Like, okay, we need this, but he's still here. You got to take it. Right. You got to take it. It's like, it's like when Odell Beckham was still on the board for the giants, they were like, right. We have to take him. Yeah, You got to take him. I don't care what need we have. We got to take this guy. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand how he dropped this far, but we're going to take him. You know what I mean? So I completely agree. You know, that that's, agree. that's the type of situation it is just like how, you know, as, as Cowboy fans, we saw CD lamb. Yes. We needed other needs, but CD lamb was right there. You had to take him. So, yeah. you know, where if we're in that same situation, come again, this draft, you know, Jerry Jones is going to pull the trigger. You know that he's going to say, yeah, and I, 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 would want, I want Kyle Pitts. Uh, give me Kyle Pitts right now. I, I don't care about a cornerback. <laughs> Let's get Kyle Pitts in here and let's figure it out later. Like, that's what he'll do, you know? Right, and and I would not be mad. I know a lot of people would be like, why you take a stupid tight end? Dude, tight ends, man, are... They're vital. I mean, you look at the two teams that were in the Super Bowl. Right. They had elite tight end play. Correct, correct. I mean, you need a tight end to, to, to control the middle of the field. And this, I mean, what did he run? He ran like a... Like a four three or something like four yeah four four solid bro like yeah. a four four like come on man like you got to take the dude I mean I I had a chance to watch him a few times you know on TV and I was yeah. like this guy is legit so if he's if he's not gone by by the fifth pick that's a I mean that would be I would be surprised I, yes I, I don't even know the draft order after the Niners I would say who's after the Niners uh, uh said the Falcons right Falcons the Falcons at four at five is. The Lions, maybe the Lions. Things might be the Lions. Yes, like those teams need that. Yeah, I mean literally. I mean more so the Lions. If anything, well, 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 the Lions have a tight end already. They got, they got, they got my man Hawkinson. But he's all, he's always hurt though. But he's a freak. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. But but why not have two? Why not have two? Because a a lot, a lot of teams can't really function with two. You know, yeah, that's true, and, and, it, and it is the Lions we're talking about, right? We told we're not talking about the we're not talking about the Patriots here. We're not talking about you know a team <laughs> that 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 normally can be able to operate. This is the Lions, right? It's Detroit. You know, it's just it's sad, but you, yep. you gotta say that. You gotta say that. No, you're right. You're right. But if he does, if he goes past them, yeah, I would be like, bro, somebody take this man, right? And you you won't be you won't be disappointed. You so, all right. So 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 let's get into some cowboy stuff because sure. we're we're sitting there in number ten, and everybody is looking at uh, Patrick Sertain or Caleb Farley. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose one, who would it be? I like the kid out out of those two. Or can I can I throw in somebody else? If if you want to throw in somebody else, you go ahead. I like the kid out of South Carolina, J.C. Horn. Really, I really like him. I do. Because he he created turnovers in college. Like, okay. I feel like guys that, and I get it, maybe guys didn't throw the certain way. I don't know. But I feel like what you do in college usually tends to translate in the pros, whether it's good or bad. If you turn the ball over in college, more like you can turn the ball over in the pros. Yeah. If you get interceptions, this kid was always around the ball. I think he had like 10 or nine picks this season. Like, yeah. to me, that, that's the Cowboys need takeaways. We don't, we, that's one thing for you. You need ball hawks. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't have a ball hawk. Nah. There's nobody on our team that you could be like, oh yeah, like he's, this guy's always around the ball. And you know, you look at other championship willing teams, they always have dudes like that. The Chiefs have um, Honey Badger, you know, yes. uh, you know, the Bucks have the, the Winfield Jr. kid now, you know, we don't have anybody like that. So I, I liked, I think all three guys are good if, if we were to get one. Uh, Sertain is actually, you know, he's probably the rated the number one corner in this draft class. So I wouldn't be upset if they got him. But if me, if I was picking, I would probably go with the horn kid just because of his ball hawking skills, because that's something that you can't really, 
you can't see in a pro day or a combine. All, all, yeah. Most you can see that is turn on the tape. And like I said, certain probably teams probably didn't throw his way a lot. So do we really know if he's been tested or not? I mean, well, well you know what it is. You know what it is with certain is that when you're that good for so long and you're just you, you just do your job well. Right. People start people tend to look at you and say, oh, yeah, yeah, he's good. But the other guy behind him has like tremendous upside instead of just kind of like focusing on how good certain is like certain right. has the ability to be a shutdown corner. He's yeah. big. He's athletic. You know, he's physical. Uh, is he is he athletic like Farley? No, he's not. But, you know, I like sure things. And it's like when Darrell Revis got drafted, you knew that he was a sure thing coming out right. of Pittsburgh. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I have that type of feel with Sertain that he's oh, a yeah. sure thing. If you draft him, you can just pencil him in that, into that lineup and you know that you're going to get a cornerback that's going to be a feisty guy and give these wide receivers fits, especially, you know, five yards in he's not going to allow guys to get into their spot because he's physical like that so if if it were up to me certain all the way if um say the broncos take him at nine which i'd be extremely <laughs> extremely pissed off if they do but it's very possible they could then, any secondary help right then you know if farley's there okay cool you know take him Cause you know he's 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 an athletic guy. He's a yeah. he's a converted corner or converted wide receiver into corner. So, you know you have that talent there, right? So you, there's more upside in regards to what he can be able, uh, what he can be, what can be down the road. But right. right now, it's like he's a he's still a project to me. And for the Cowboys, they don't need project. No, they need they someone need, to start day need, one. Exactly, they need a sure thing because. When you have Tra you have Trayvon Diggs and you put a certain there, that's a good young. Oh, it's a good man. And then, you know they play with each other. One thing I do right. like about Sertain and Horn, they both have the pedigree. You know, yes. both of their dads played in the NFL. I mean, yeah. Horns Joe Horn is J.C. Horn's dad. Right. Right. Obviously, he played wide receiver, but I'm pretty sure he schooled his son up on on game. You which which I mean? and and the thing is, having a wide receiver father, you right. see the game from a different angle as a corner. Right. Right. So he knows certain things to be able to look for. And that's why he's had such success in college, right. because you when you have an NFL father, you have oh, a leg helps. up already. Oh, it helps. So, I mean, yeah, he, I he probably been watching film since the since the since he was, yeah, seven years old or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, so, right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, that, that's that's definitely interesting. I mean, I think you're the probably the first one I've heard talk about uh, J.C. Horn a lot. I've, I've heard, you know, I've seen little articles here and there, but, you know, maybe he's starting to gain some steam and we'll, we'll see where he actually lands, man. But, you know, we definitely have to go. If it's not pits, we got to go defense. Like we can't. Oh, yeah. We yeah. can't just say, hey, you know, but what, but what do you think about possibly them going O-line? Do you think that that's a possibility, too? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I coach football and I feel like to win games at any level, you have to control the line of scrimmage, whether yes. it's on offense or defense. And obviously the, the Dallas Cowboys line has, has not, it's been maligned the last couple of years, obviously due to injuries, right. especially last season. Um, and a guy like Tyron Smith, who I love to death. I think he's a first ballot hall of famer, but his body is failing him. Yes. Um, now if he wants to hang on and, and, and restructure his deal. Okay. That's fine. But we know we're not going to get a full now 17 games out of him. 
you know, probably so get seven. I, right. It, honestly, man, I think he plays four or five. And he's <laughs> like, Come on, don't I do mean, that. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I have to keep it real. I, I, he hasn't played that much a yeah, lot, you know, yeah. the last, what, three, you know, two to three seasons. So um, he, he, he was a phenomenon out of USC. You know, I, I followed him closely growing up in the L.A. area. Um, he, I mean, he's a physical specimen. And right. he's one of the greatest left tackles, well, at least top, I would say top ten left tackles of all time, you know, yeah. in NFL history when he's healthy and ready to go. But they need to, if there's a, if there's a guy out there like the Penae Sewell or the kid, I forgot his name from Northwestern. I forgot his name. He's another uh, big guy. He could play inside and outside. Yeah. Maybe go there too, because obviously we need to get the ground game going again. Cause Zeke was not eating. Ze- no. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke was on Ramadan. He was fasting last season. Okay. And, and he, he didn't, he didn't do too much, you know, and, and a lot of it is because the O-line wasn't that great, period. Right. They, you know, they had guys in there who were like literally working at Costco one week and then they're like, Oh, you know, can you play O-line this week? Yeah, let's go move them up, <laughs> you know, and right. those, you know, and I'm, they're probably good athletes at Costco. I don't know, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> you know, so if this me, if a guy like that is uh, Penae Sewell is there or the kid from Northwestern, I would probably have to kick the tires on that. But I will say that this, this draft um, is because I know we talked about defense just a, a few minutes ago, seconds ago. This draft does have a lot of defensive players. Yes. A lot of really good defensive players. So if they go out and get alignment or if they go out and get pits and they can go back in the second round and maybe get a horn or a Farley if they're not, if they're, and there's some other corners out there that are really good too. Um, Maybe they're not like the, the headliners, but there's a lot of good defensive players. I would be okay with that. And I know yeah. a lot of Cowboys fans would be like, no, we got to go defense first. It's like, it doesn't matter what, what round you pick them in. Can they play? Right. That's exactly. all I care about. Can, Can they, they play? play? Exactly. Can they play? And if you look at most rosters today, most guys on these winning teams, they're not first, second rounders. They're fifth, sixth, fourth round guys. Like that's when, to me, that's when the draft is the most exciting because at that point, that's when you start separating. Yes. That's when you start separating. See, most people watch the first night because it's fun. It's like they got the lights. It's glitzy. But it's the glamorous. real the real fans watch watch day two. Oh, and three. yeah. Especially back in the day. Remember, right. like on those Saturdays when uh, it would be like the sixth round, and you 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 know it's like the the hundred eightieth. Right. <laughs> and I got my little notepad. I'm like, oh yeah, that's oh yeah, I'm gonna go look him up. Right. Right. Real, like the people that really really watch football. So. I'm okay if they if they go with the offensive lineman in, in the 10th spot. I'm okay with that as long as it's one of those guys because offensive linemen, they're crucial, man. They, I yeah. mean, they have to protect your quarterback and they and they and they you know they help you out in the run game. So why not? I, I always I always look at CBS's mock draft because they're always just all over the place. Right. And and it gives me a little laugh. Um <laughs> they have Penny Sewell going five to 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 the Bengals. Okay, fine. Okay, and they need that. Um, Jamar Chase to the to the Ooh, Dolphins at six. I love him. I love got him. Devontae Smith at seven to the Lions. Trey Lance at eight to the Panthers. They have Mac Jones going nine to the Broncos. Why? I, I actually I like that for the Broncos. Nah. If they can get Mac Jones. I they like need, that. They need more than that. Like uh, to to get a quarterback that high when I don't think that Drew Locke is that bad. Oh no, of a he's out. He's out. Uh, but I, I don't think he's that bad though. I, I really don't. I, I don't think he's that bad, bro. I mean, he's got talent, but I think yeah. he's more focused on dancing and doing TikTok. <laughs> he, he already know my sentiments on all that, so I won't even. Yeah. Hear 
but if you could get a Mac Jones there, I mean, that's actually not, that's a really good value. Yeah. Patrick Sertain at 10, Micah Parsons at 11 to the Giants, Jalen Waddle at 12 to the Eagles, Rayshon Slater, who you were talking about early from Northwestern. There we go. Yep. Um, Kristen Darashaw. So, you know, top 15 picks and then you got Quiddy Pale. So they, 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 okay. I, I mean, it's not too far fetched. I saw one like a couple of weeks ago. I was looking at it like, where are they getting their information from? Where are they getting their intel from? Because I just didn't, I didn't get where they were going. They, right. I think they had like the 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 Cowboys at ten taking a defensive lineman. I'm like, why? No, why? That's a, that's this clickbait. Right? Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. That's clickbait. So, my man, we have to unfortunately turn the page and talk about. What's going on in Texas? What's going on in Houston with Deshaun Watson? <laughs> he is now up to 21 cases. That's now, crazy, correct me. Like here's, here's the part that's bugging me out, right? You had his lawyer come out and say, oh, he's had, I think he had like 18 um, affidavits from other massage therapists saying that right, he, right. he was a gentleman and had nothing wrong. If we're if we're talking about numbers here, if we're spitballing, that's 18 women that said that nothing went wrong with them. It's another 21 women that said that something went <laughs> completely. How many massage therapists do you need, my guy? Yeah, I don't think they're massage therapists at that point. Right. It's like, you know, when you when you go get your massage and you oh man, this person's really, really good. Like, you know, right. Let, let me get your number because I, I, I would love to work with, with you. Right. Like, like you, you find one. Yeah. You find one. That's good. And that's who you stick with. That's right. like, that's like a dude going to, he needs a haircut and he visits <laughs> every barber right. in his town and fondles them on the way out. Yeah. And like, kind of gives them a pat in the ass. Like, hey, thanks man. Like, what are we doing here? Like, how many do you need? Like, it, that alone, Ryan, the optics of that. Oh, it's terrible. It's crazy. Terrible. You know what terrible. I'm saying? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's not looking good for him. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, the, the Houston Texans definitely, I feel, have the leverage at this point. Now, are they involved in any of this stuff? Uh, they might be. They, 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 they might have, uh, what you call it, um, aggressively maybe push some of that information into the light, perhaps maybe yeah. just to kind of let him know like, Hey, like, look, bro, like, yeah, you, you're not going to play for us. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes, oh, you, you, you sure you want to leave? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like, it's like, it's like that ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend, whatever. And you don't want no, if I can't date you, nobody can have you. Right. And maybe that's what they did. But as far as him is concerned, you're right. How, how do you have like over what, what is it? Like 30 massage therapists now at this point now, you know, the, the 22, and then you said 18 or something that, that, that he had affidavits on that right. said he, like, you know, like, it's a big number. Like, so to me, they're just not massage therapists. And where do you go and find these people? Like, is he going on, uh, is Craigslist even a thing anymore? I don't even know if Craigslist is a thing, but we're <laughs> like, where are you going? You know, so, for, man, and it's funny, the funny thing is that there are teams that still are interested in him. Yes. Like, how? How could you be? This guy is not going to play. He's you know not playing NFL, next season. You know, the NFL don't play. Right. They don't play when it comes to stuff like this. Facts. Facts. You know, so I still read articles that, oh, yeah, you know, Dolphins are still interested. How? Like, they, they must be looking at, like, okay, you know, two years from now, we'll, we'll, we'll have to show <laughs> <laughs> Right. Two you years know, from t- now, we'll have to show Watson. You know, he, he, he's just, 
He'll still be good. He'll still be 27 and be in his prime. in another type of uniform. And it might be part of a penal code system uniform. Listen, we we, we have no idea, but but you know Goodell. Like, you know, what I'm thinking about, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, these are all civil cases, whatever. Hopefully nothing real big-time criminal stuff comes out of this and – you know, but they're trying to. I think the attorney for those women, they're he's trying yeah, to make it. Yeah, yeah, he's trying and, to make it something, man. So and it, and, it, and, and he's going for clout. That attorney's right. going for clout. He's like always. Oh, if I can go and get this guy busted, this is gonna boost my business up. Of course, I'm get more clients. Deshaun Watson is definitely in a bad situation. Yeah. Honestly, man, if I was him already, I would. I probably would have came out and had a press conference. Right. Right. I would have probably had a press conference to set the facts straight so people can see you. You yeah, because I feel like body language can kind of tell a lot about a situation. Now you're right. You're right. You're definitely and right. Him kind of like, you know, hiding behind these affidavits. It's like, eh, why don't you come? We want to hear from you. Like, right. what's the deal? Like, because obviously what we haven't had, we haven't heard anything from him, you know, ever since college, like nothing. Like he seems like he's a pretty outstanding citizen in the community. He does a lot. But that doesn't mean you can't do what, you know, what you're alleged to be charged of. So it, it, it's tough. It's definitely tough. Now, if it was some other guy that had like a, a sketchy background, we would all be like, oh, yeah, he did it. Yeah. But I'm still on the fence. Like, well, is he capable of doing this? But, you know, I think I told you this a while ago. He, he probably is. I mean, he's a young, talented, well-paid millionaire. And maybe he feels that he can do this and can get away with it. And then, you know, he messed with the wrong people. And, hey, what's the saying down in Texas? You don't mess with Texas. Right. And he's, and he's learning that you don't mess with Texas. Yeah, man. It, you know, th- th- that's the thing. It's like everybody looks at Deshaun Watson. It's like, oh, you know, he's a wholesome guy. He's yeah, never, model, but we but we, but we, don't know what anybody is behind closed doors. You know what I'm don't. saying? It's just like, you know, he can be, don't. he can be the biggest creep. You know, he can be yeah. one of those, he, he can be Bill Cosby reincarnated. Right. We, we, we have no idea, man. Look how long Cosby kept it on the wraps. Until, right. until we realize, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, it's just, Aww. it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, that that's 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 the thing with me. I I feel bad for him, but I really don't sometimes because it's like you put yourself in that position, man. And you got to, you you know, it's always that that's always the thing to me. It's like, okay, money doesn't change you, but it really kind of does because, oh, it does. You know, you got to you have to level up like when you're you when you're a certain earner in the one percent or whatever, you have to move differently. You can't you can't move the same way you can't be texting people randomly like people keep receipts because you have that money and any anybody that that is a nefarious person or they have bad intentions they're gonna want to jam you up so you gotta move differently man you know what i'm saying like i always make the joke like Derek jeter was out there slinging it for 20 plus years slinging it trust me i know people that 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 you know had car services set up for Derek jeter right and he was out there, but he had a buffer between them. But but he knew how to handle his business. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Nothing I mean, came most out. Athletes are like that. I yeah, mean, most you, of them. Right. Look at like a LeBron. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not, and I'm not alleging him of doing anything. But a guy like that, he's well insulated. He's right. like a drug lord. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can get the little soldiers on the corner, but you're not gonna get him because right. he's insulated. Right. Right. It's it's gonna it's gonna take it's gonna take a couple couple levels for you to get to yeah you mean you know what I mean you're not you're not gonna get to Bowser right away like you no know, no no you gotta you, you gotta go through 15 boards you know what I'm saying so I'm it's not. like yeah it, I feel bad for him but not really you know hopefully this is a learning experience however it ends up for him you know what I'm saying but uh I don't know if you heard man 
uh, there's some um there's some real sad news going on right now. Is that uh rapper DMX? Oh, uh, did he pass away? Nah, he didn't pass away, but I'm I'm hearing oh. stuff that uh, yeah, he, yeah, he, he overdosed and it looks overdosed and say yeah, 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 saying he's in like a vegetative vegetative state and and that you know you know, you, you want some crazy man? I literally was watching Belly last night. Yeah, like literally, that's one of my favorite movies. And 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 then when I wake up this morning, I read that news. I was like, that's so strange, but. Yeah, man, DMX, dude, he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. And I'm not even from the New York area. I mean, Facts. I grew up in L.A. with West Coast rap, you know, Tupac, right. you know, Ice Cube, Snoop. But, man, when, when you heard that DMX track come on, you know you was about to get. Oh, it was real. It was real. straight gas, ethanol. <laughs> I mean, like, so much gas you could fill your truck up. I mean, right. and, and to hear that he, you know, I know he's kind of been, uh, I wouldn't say flat on his face, but he's been in and out of prison. You yeah, know, he's 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 had he's had he's had a tough go with it the last twenty has, years and, or so. And it's I mean? and it's sad, but I mean, watching him on that movie last night, Belly, um, he was I mean he was I mean what was his name? What was his character's name? Uh, Tommy. Um, I mean he played that role, but I don't think he was playing a role. I feel like that was DMX. <laughs> now Niles is probably playing a role because he was like, yeah, man, I'm trying to move back to Africa, you know. So, bro, get out of here. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. But, but no, man, I I hope he pulls through, man. I feel like DMX is a is a jewel that a lot of people we, we forgot about, uh, especially in the hip hop culture. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great songs that he put together that that we sing or we hear on on a consistent basis, and we don't really realize how great DMX was as a rapper. So, man, I'm I'm pulling yeah, for he him. Was, he was legit, man. He was definitely like you know his first album is Dark and Hell is Hot. That's probably oh, one of the 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 greatest albums ever that ever made. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I like, wanted to go get a quad because of him. <laughs> in LA, you're not riding no quad anywhere. Yeah, right, right, you're not right. Ride LA in South Central, bro. But because of him, I wanted to buy Averex. I wanted to buy you know quads, and right. I just wanted to go around barking at people. You know, because that's what DMX. You know, he brought the dog out of you, man. And 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 dang, man, I wish I could go back to those days. And then relived, you know, the first time I saw the Rough Riders anthem uh, and stuff like that. But he's definitely one of the greatest rappers of all time, in my estimation. Facts, facts. Definitely, man. Definitely. So um, moving on to a little baseball, um, you know, baseball has started. Yep. Um, fans are back and which is nice, which is really nice. Um, but what are your thoughts on Texas, man? Like. <laughs> Governor came out and said that they 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 just gonna allow everybody to come there to the ballpark. Like, like what are we doing? What what, what are we doing over there? Man, look, I spent I live about two and a half years in Texas, and I lived in Dallas area. Yeah. So I, I can speak a little bit about this. Texans, they don't care. I mean, <laughs> if you if you if you know the history of Texas, right, dating back to like when Mexico used to own that country or area, and then we America came in and, and, and basically freed uh you know freed that land from mexico yeah and then texas decided you know what we don't we don't want to even want to be a part of america we want to be the republic of texas so they were for like a little hot minute they were their own country like always like, backwards yeah you know yeah exactly so i feel like that legacy has lived through so many texans that they feel like literally they they do what they want to do so when they decided to lift the ban altogether no mask whatever like i just sat back and was like i'm not surprised texas was one of the first states to do it because right. that's how they get down um, that's how they get down. Is it safe? Um, like, here's the thing with, with the whole mask thing. Like, I feel I still wear my mask. Obviously, I have to here in Nevada. It's a mandate. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's a little bit irresponsible if they say you you know you don't have to wear a mask. I think you know the mask maybe I agree with you. does provide some protection. Like, 
it, it's it's kind of it's we're in a tough phase right now with this pandemic because for the most part most people have survived you know i would say if you watch the news it seems like everybody's dying every day which you know rest in peace for anyone that lost anybody due to covid i'm not and i'm not downplaying covid because it is real i would say but look i i've i coach youth football again i've, I've traveled out of state um i've been exposed to a lot of things and people and i mean who knows maybe i i could have got it but i, I i'm fine my family's been fine um do I not, it's not that I don't believe in it, but I still take my precautions. I still wear my mask. I keep hand sanitizer like everywhere, like literally in my car, in my home office. I like, you know, um, I wash my hands when I come home immediately. I change clothes. So, but to to have a, I don't know what the what the capacity size of that stadium is, that new stadium that they have. Bro, it's here. like 40,000 people. That's a lot of people. That's and, a lot of people. And ballparks aren't usually the cleanliest places. No, there's a lot so, of beer. There's a lot of hot dogs. There's a lot of people shouting and spit going everywhere. Right. Like I would, I would, I would say them opening up to because it's full capacity, right? Is full that capacity, saying? bro. That, that that's a little bit irresponsible. I would say if 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 they did twenty five percent, hell, even right. half, even fifty percent, if you right. want to be somewhat real, okay, maybe. But to go forty thousand off the bat, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, but we'll have to wait and see with them. But I'm not surprised with Texas because that's just how they roll. Like they, they, they operate and move on on levels that if you're not from that area or you've never been in that area, you don't quite understand. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's just backwards thinking, man. Like you said, in regards to the pandemic, like you know, you you move smartly. Like it's not about even if it wasn't as bad as people. Right say it is or experience like that's how i would move anyway because i'm not trying to come in contact with that so you see my house there's there's lysol everywhere there's Mm -hmm. there's hand sanitizer there's mask every like this is how this is how you gotta you gotta make sure that you 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 protect your family you know what i'm saying absolutely and and also and also too when you go outside you protect others like you know i mean like you know that 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 humane part of us needs to be at the forefront. Like, hey, bro, and like, I think, I, I'm going to protect that's lacking you. lacking a lot. And that's, that's lacking, lacking a, lot. a lot from a lot of people. It's like everybody's so focused and, and you know. I know my rights going, and this and right. that. It's like, You're not going to tell me what to wear. I'm going into Target right. without a mask. Like, no, you're not. You're not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, eh. just hearing this, I'm with you. I wasn't shocked because it's Texas. <laughs> it's Texas. But at the same time, it's just like, Yo, come on, man. Like, y'all are grown-ass people. Y'all just went through a crazy winter storm where mad people didn't have any electricity and light and all this stuff uh, or gas and and heat and and people's pipes were bursting and people died and all of this stuff. And then you're going to turn around and say, well, baseball's back. Everybody can go. Like, like, what are we doing? It's just, I, I don't know. I and, and I think Texas was one of those red states too. Like they were, they they were impacted heavily, heavily uh, in the beginning of the of the of the pandemic. And Florida, because yeah. we got to add Florida in there too, because they're fully gotta open. add Florida. Yeah, they backwards uh, too. They backwards. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens with them. But as far as a, a monetary value, like you know, the Rangers are happy. You know, the Cowboys will be happy because they'll have a full stadium. Um, you know, for the Cowboy games. So and they get that extra game. But I, like I said, I'm not surprised that Texas is is leading the charge because <laughs> that's just Texas, man. Right, right. It, it, it's it's crazy. And as a Met fan right now, I am I am livid, right? I'm not going to lie to you. Like, oh, yeah, because you was, guys you I play. was hyped for opening day. 
We we just got Lindor. Know, you know, man. I signed, was juiced too. Signed was it the bag. ESPN game too, wasn't it going? Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying that now. Now I gotta wait till Monday. I gotta wait till everybody. <laughs> well, well, if you want to watch baseball, you can watch the. I don't watch the Yankees, man. I don't do that. I, I'm from Queens, like I, I don't. <laughs> I don't watch the Yankees. That that's not what I do. That's not what I do. I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's it, it is what it is, man. Um, what are your thoughts about? What are your thoughts about what's going on with Golden State? Like they went ahead and got killed last they, night. They would have they lost by like sixty or something. They like lost that? by sixty points. Like, do you do you think that these things are like what what's going on with Golden State? Is it is it because their time is up, or is that or is that the fact that they've had a lot of injuries? And when Clay comes back, things will kind of go back to normal. Or do you really think that it's over? Because I'm that's my thinking. This is over. Like I think it's I think it's over. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think I think they're getting a lot of payback from back in the day. Um, it's a little bit of both injuries and payback. I think teams remember some of those games where Steve Kerr was like, hey, hey, you you guys coach the rest of the game, you know, like disrespectful right. stuff like that. Uh, you know, the shooting and then shimmying and every doing all this other stuff, like. People, people keep receipts on that type of stuff. And yeah, as far as their future is concerned, I feel like they'll, they'll be okay. I mean, they won't, I don't think they'll be in contention for another championship again, uh, even when Clay comes back. Because we first, we got to see how he's going to perform. We don't know what his capacity is going to be like. They don't have, and they don't have another guy outside of Curry. They don't have another guy there. Uh, Draymond is nice, but he's not, I mean, he's not a guy that's going to help you win a championship like that. Um, and now you see, you need a third superstar. <laughs> Hell, you need four or five superstars right. to even be in consideration to making the NBA Finals. So it was a nice run. Um, Warrior fans, a lot of them got on my nerves for several years. And I'm sorry if you're a Warriors fan and you listen to this. And hopefully you weren't you weren't this Warrior fan, but it, it reminds me of the, the Saints fans from back in the day. But the Warriors fans today never even knew about the Warriors until they started. <laughs> That's right. Now, now, now all of a sudden, when they were winning, oh. Yeah. oh like somebody show up to somewhere I'm like oh you're a Warriors fan well yeah man I didn't know you from the Bay Area well no man my baby mama's uncle oh cousin. my god like uh, you know what's crazy you say that like I remember the Warriors team that I used to love it was the it was the bang up the gang the, the gang bang Warriors with right, uh with, right. with Stephen Jackson Stephen Jackson and, BD, yeah, BD all those dudes yeah Al Harrington like you know yep. what I'm saying like those were the guys that I respected you know what I'm saying yeah and then everything yeah, changed yeah. they they changed the color scheme back to yeah it's just all right all right it, it was so weak man and like, yeah. like you're right like that 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 Warriors team that beat the Mavericks that yes women. yes like that was a good good war like that was a great Warriors team and I actually liked them but when they started winning uh, it's just it's just how they went about winning it was annoying. And then everybody was coming out the woodwork. Not everybody was from the Bay Area. It's like, oh, I'm from the Bay. When, when, when did you live in the Bay Area? Uh, well, you know, um, <laughs> I bought I bought a package from from Google or something. So it's from Silicon Valley. It's like it was like what? Like <laughs> last week you was like a Celtics fan. Now you're a Warriors fan. Like you know, like don't get me wrong. I like I like Steph Curry. He's a great player. Yeah. he's a great player. He's transcendent. But I never liked Draymond Green. Never never liked him. He cries a lot. Yes, you know, Clay Clay is kind of he's got like a He's very what's the word? Um, he's very arrogant as well. Yes, yes, very arrogant, and I don't I don't like that. And yeah. It, and somebody told me well it's because they're light skin. It's like it got nothing to do with light skin. Buddy. <laughs> it's nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. Okay. And then Steve Kerr, you know, because that was Mark Jackson's team. That's Mark Jackson's team that he 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 picked those guys. 
and I felt like he got a raw deal when they when they let him go. What are your thoughts about that though, bro? Like, I think it's messed up. I think it's messed up. I mean, I know he was very big in religion, and I think he tried to like force feed that down some of the guys, which I get it. But you pull him in a room, and maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know the, the circumstances, but like he helped construct like the guys that they won these these titles with, with the exception of KD. He was part of picking these guys. Like he he was there. He was their guy. I mean, yeah. And I'm not saying Steve Kerr can't coach, but I mean, look, you got you got you have KD, you had Curry, you got Clay Thompson. You're gonna win 70 plus games in the league. I mean, literally. I, listen, I ain't gonna hold you, Ryan. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think Steve Kerr is a good coach. I no, just don't. I mean, you're right. I, I mean, and, and, and what right. I and, and we're starting to see Steve Kerr times or or version two in Brooklyn. Yeah, like they're doing like it's funny. It's right. it's very very funny and. I think you're gonna you're gonna know where I'm going with this is that we st- we're starting to see the NBA make coaches. Yeah. But what kills me about that is that they don't never make the black head coaches. No. It's always the no. white guys right. that get made. Right. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Derek Fisher got a chance right out of the gate after retiring with the Knicks. Right. And yeah, he played. I mean, they didn't play that bad, and they they were starting to play a little better towards year two. Right, and they fired him very early, and he's never gotten another opportunity. Not even an interview. Not even an interview. Now he's you know he's in the WNBA coaching the Sparks. I'm sure he's very happy. Right, but it's just funny how those guys can get made, and they get the tailor made situation to look like great coaches. Right. But it don't work on the other side. I mean, I absolutely agree with you, Barry. I mean, even you look at all professional ranks. I mean, look at the NFL as well, too. I mean, yeah. you got guys that you got coaches, black coaches that have been in the league for years. I mean, you look at that Tampa Bay Buck staff. I mean, majority of their main coaches are black. Right. And a lot of them don't even get a look. And then you got guys that like like Dan Campbell. Like, let's be real. Dan Campbell is not a head coach. No. in the National Football League. He's, he's an, not a, I mean, he's, he's a, a motivation he's a, guy. That's yeah, what right. Is. He's he's a Tony Robbins on crack. OK, you know, and he he skips over guys like, you know, Todd Bowles. I know Todd Bowles. He he didn't win like a lot in in New York, but he he had a, at least one or two winning seasons there. I mean, given it's the Jets, but he, you, you mean to tell me he can't get another look somewhere else. But a Dan Campbell can get a look. I mean, Dan Campbell was what? Uh. Well, I forgot where did he come from? Uh, was he on the Miami staff? I don't even know where he was before he got picked for this job, you know. But there are, and then you look at the guy from um, Serrani, Serini, whatever his name is for the Colts now, or for oh, you talking about the now. Eagles, Nick Sirianni, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, like there's a bunch of other capable guys, but as far as the NBA is concerned, you're absolutely right. I think like they, they just feel like they can sell, I don't know, to the owner if they have a, 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 a Caucasian coach. I, I don't know what the real reason is but it, it's definitely sad because the the league is predominantly black um in most of these sports you know except for like i don't know baseball don't know, baseball you know where it's multi latin players right <laughs> but latin and white yeah the, the nba man it's like and it's funny because the nba so they've been like the 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 uh the pioneers as far as like the black lives matter and, and bringing you know more um awareness to black you know black involvement throughout anything right and then here you go 
and they got these coaches that they're generating, but they're not even black. So it's a lot of lip talk, a lip service for me. That's why I can't really get on board with a lot of these leagues because they say one thing, but their actions tell me another. Yeah, it's facts. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, do you think that there's anything behind these quote unquote rumors about LeBron James talking to Steph Curry? about possibly hey, joining the it. Lakers because I'm with it for what I'm seeing. Like, let me map out a, a scenario for you is that right. in the next year and a half, I don't see golden state being a title contender. Oh yeah. No. And Steph Curry is getting older. Yep. And I'm sure he's a guy that is very loyal. He's definitely loyal to the Golden State Warriors. Right. Because they gave him an opportunity. They stuck with him when he had the ankle problems. And right. everybody looks everybody thought that he was going to flush out because right. of those problems. Um, but I can't see a situation where he's just gonna stay on a bad team just because he's loyal going into his age 34 season or right. 35 season, like. Because right. Steph Curry can be able to play until he's 48 years old. Oh, because he can shoot. Right. You know what I mean? So do you see any situation or possibility that he does decide to leave? And I can't think of a better partner to have yeah. than a LeBron James. A LeBron James-Steph Curry combination is nasty. That'd be tremendous. You know what I mean? Like, so, so what do you think about that? Do you think that there's where there's smoke, there's fire? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I feel LeBron is the, is the master manipulator. <laughs> I know he's not up for GM of the year in most years, but you know, he should be considered. Come on. Don't, don't, don't disrespect my man, Rob. Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, Rob Palenka or Rob Lowe. Cause I, can't, I was getting confused. Um, but Rob is he's just there for the ride. I mean, I'm just going to leave it at that. But yeah. as far as LeBron and, and Steph, man, that would be a great pairing. Because like you said, Steph Curry can play until he's 50 years old. Hell, his dad could probably still play right now, the spot up in the corner. Because they can shoot. They can shoot. And LeBron, LeBron knows he's getting older. He knows that he can't carry a team the way he used to be able to carry a team. That's why he has to go and get an AD and, you know, guys like that. So for him to get a Steph Curry, that would be tremendous. And I feel like if they say they were able to land him in the next two years, right? Let's just say hypothetically, they land him in two years. You right. get a healthy AD. LeBron, you know, I know he's had some, you know, injuries this past, you know, this season. But you got, you, you got, you get, you get a guy like that. Those three guys alone can still win you a lot of NBA games. Hell, and if you add another young piece, maybe somewhere in the trade or I mean, they're probably not going to be drafting high because they're going to be winning a lot. But those three guys alone can still win you the West for sure. Because yeah. Steph Curry is still, like I said, have you ever seen a, I have never seen a player like Steph Curry, a guy that can literally just change. If, if I'm playing against you and I just see you pulling up from like the logo and shooting and just making that. It's demoralizing. It's demoralizing. Yeah. It's like, damn, man, like I got to guard you from the, from literally from, from inside the arena. Like that, yeah. that's so hard. And he can do that anywhere. Um, and AD, when AD's healthy, I mean, he's unstoppable down there. And LeBron could still play. I mean, granted, I know he's got the injuries, like I said, but he's still he's still pretty in good shape, man. And as long as he can not play as much and maybe you know limit his minutes, I don't see why you don't try to make the the the, the move to get a Steph Curry. And I, and I know these guys talk. I mean, this all started with the All Star break, right? Because this is I yes. think this is the first time they've ever played on the same team. Yes, each other. 
And so now they're starting to feel each other out. And as far as Curry's concerned, why not move to LA? Your wife is into a lot of like, you know, fashion and right. producing. Why not? I know you can do this stuff from pretty much anywhere in the world. Now. I get that. But, but, but being in L.A. But being in L.A., being in these rooms, being being able to call someone up like, hey, let's go to lunch and talk about this stuff. Yeah. And no and no disrespect to, to, to Northern California because it's popping out there. Silicon Valley. There's a lot of movers and shakers out there. I mean, you got Google. You got everybody out there. But right. when you when you're trying to be a mogul, it's different. L.A. is New different. York yeah. and L.A. are still the places you need to be. Okay. Period. Agreed. Period. I don't care. I, I mean, I know we got Zoom, we got all these other Microsoft teams, but it, it, it doesn't beat you actually being there in yes. the city and, and, and mingling with all these other people. So I, I, I mean, I'll be for it. I'll be for it. And a lot of people probably wouldn't because a lot of people don't like LeBron. And please see, I'm a Laker fan. I like LeBron. I think he's a great player too, but I'm a Laker fan. So right. I'm the whatever Lakers, whatever helps the Laker brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay I'm with it. Yeah. A, it's still weird seeing him in a Laker jersey, but it's not for me. It's not for me. <laughs> you know what it is? The, the reason why it's not for me because I've been a LeBron fan since day one. Yeah, and me too. I've always, I've always been in the minority in regards to who I compare him to. Like everybody always talks about, oh, you know, he's compared Jordan. He's he was never comparable to Jordan to me. He's more Magic Johnson than anything else. And I wanted him in a Laker uniform so bad. Like, <laughs> you know, the fact that he's one of my favorite players of all time, the Lakers right. are my favorite team of all time, and they are actually a unit, a pair. It doesn't feel real. And right. then on top of that, they won a title already. Right. And it's like year two, right? Yeah, year two. It's like it doesn't it still doesn't feel real like this it's still yeah it's, it's still weird it's, it's very surreal man and you know it's a beautiful thing so i if steph curry listen i i hate golden state i've hated golden state since this <laughs> entire wave has started right i'm a laker fan you, you it's going to be natural to yeah, hate right. the, the golden yeah, state Warriors. pacific division you know but they are not clipper scum and if Curry decided to join the Lakers, I would be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. Nah, nah, nah. If Kawhi Leonard or Paul George decides, hey, I want to call yeah, LeBron, no, no, no. You are Clipper scum now. You yeah. have that, you have that stink on you. You've been in the basement for a couple of years. You know, right. you know that mildew smell, that mold smell. Definitely like, Paul know, George. I would yeah, not yeah. consider like, no, no. taking him. He's not I want you good. nowhere near any of my Laker teams. So um, but yeah, but I I I definitely think that there's some. There's some there's something here right. now, since we're Laker fans, we can go ahead and talk, talk about this a little more, too. Did you hear about Mark Gasol in regards yeah. to? Oh, yeah, he's him, upset. He should being be a little bit upset about them bringing in Drummond. But right. but my thing is, why should he be upset? Look how he's playing. Right. That, 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 um, that's what I'm going to say. I feel like if he's going to be upset, he needs to be upset with himself. Be upset. Exactly. Be upset. He hasn't with lived yourself. up to, to what we expected of him. I get it. He's not the same player of maybe two, three years ago, but it's like, dude, like you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And so they have, they have to address that. I mean, he's missed a lot of time. I know. I think he had COVID maybe. He has some he, COVID. Yeah. He has some COVID. You know, and then, you know, he has some injuries, but it's a business at the end of the day. He has to realize that like, Yes, they they committed to you. They signed you, but you're not living it. You're not living up to 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 the expectations. And so, they had to go get an Andre Drummond. And I feel like Andre Drummond probably fits us a lot better. Oh yes, he, he's way more athletic. Like I was never a big fan of the signing, you know, because 
the, the we, Gasol signing, right? Right, the Gasol yes, signing because yes. we lost a lot of athleticism with JaVale McKee. A lot of, lot of rim protection, a lot of right. athleticism. Now, I, know Dwight, yeah, I, I know Dwight left on his own accord. Like, maybe we tried to reach out to him. You know, well, no, no, no. He, he left because if you remember the, the fiasco that happened with him. Oh, right, because he agreed, he had, right? He had tweeted out that he had an agreement. The right. Lakers had actually said to him, we are thinking about signing you, but then they thought about this whole Mark Gasol plan oh, see, and, pulled, and okay. pulled the offer. See? So when he when he tweeted that out, yeah. he thought that they had a deal in place, but the Lakers had no. other plans. Yeah, and see, see yeah, I, but, think, I think and, I think and in hindsight and in hindsight, it was a mistake. It was it definitely was a, a mistake. mistake. Yeah, a big mistake. It, I mean, because that was one of the 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 best attributes of that defense last season was the rim protection. Like, yeah. like that paint was clogged between Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee and Dwight, Dwight Howard. Like, right. you know, you, you're going to need more than Drano to unclog that plug. Right. You and can. that's why, that's why we were so good in fast in the fast break transition. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because and you, you, you're, and you're shot roll, blocking, you're all that, all that, you know, all that play. stuff, yeah. Yeah. you know? So when they, when they let those guys go, I was like, Mark Gasol. And then uh, they, they sized Montrez Harrell, but it was like, He's undersized. I like Harold, but he's undersized still. Yeah, he's what six seven. So like, yeah. he's never been. He's never been a shot block. He's not a rim no. protector. He can score. He's, he's a hustler. Great. He'll give right hustler. Fifty balls, you know yes. stuff like that. So you're not, you're I, not calling plays for him. Right. I, I'm. I'm definitely happy about the Drummond deal, man. You know, Mark Gasol. If if I'm the Lakers, I don't know if they have if they have a situation where they can be able to waive him. They may end up waving uh, Gasol at the end of the season. I can yeah. see them waving him. I don't see them in the off season. They don't have the bodies right now. Literally. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they keep him around for this year just due to the fact that they've been so injury riddled that right. you have to have a guy just on reserve just in case. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought they were going to try to go back and get McGee or somebody. Well, they thought about it. I, I they they wanted they wanted to to um. They wanted somebody to trade for him and then and then wave him because that was the only way that they can be able right to get him. get him right right. But the him. fact that he got traded to to Denver, they're not waving him. Denver's not a problem. Denver, I think Denver, Denver getting Aaron Gordon, Gordon. and Javale McGee that's big for them. Like I, what what are your thoughts on the West? Like obviously we're Laker fans. We know that right. when healthy, nobody's oh, touching yeah. the Lakers. But, right now, right now, if if we just look at the landscape, how it is, it, it's definitely a problem. It's yeah. definitely a problem. I mean, I, right, the, the Lakers are fifth now, I believe, in the West, if I'm fourth not mistaken. Or fifth, fourth like or that. fifth. I think maybe the win last night put them back in the fourth. But, I mean, it's the Kings. So, anybody beating the Kings at this point. But the the West is, is, is going to be tougher than what I expected, especially if AD isn't fully 100%. We need AD to be 100%. LeBron could come back and be 85%, 90%, yeah. and I think that's good enough. But AD has to be a hundred percent in order for us to be, to be viable. Right. If not, you know, you look at Denver now, how they got better, you know, Joe kids there, you know, Jamal Murray's actually playing a lot better. Now he's found his more rhythm. consistent. Yeah. He's more consistent now. Uh, but, you know, beginning of the season, he wasn't that great. You know, we, we all expected him to have that breakout season because of his bubble performance didn't, didn't quite add up there, but now he's playing at a, at a really high time, all time level. Um, I'm still, I'm still okay. Like, Beating the Jazz, I think the Jazz don't have enough at the end of the day. Donovan Mitchell is usually by, he's by himself. It's Rudy Gobert, yeah, point. Rudy Gobert's not going to offer too much on the offensive side. No, and you know Donovan Mitchell is going to gas out. Yeah, you know, in a seven game series, he can't he can't score forty every night. Yeah, he just can't do that. The Suns, they're cute, 
you know, CP3. And I think we talked about this at the beginning of the season when I had you on my show back in November. Yeah. How that was like a really, really big trade for the for the Suns and how it elevated. And look, look where they're at. They're like second in the West. If I'm not and, and, and remember what I what I had said back then. I said, if if they keep everything together, they are going to be a problem. Yeah. That's like, going to you know be I mean? a good team. That's yeah, going to be, so. and I think they're still like a year away. Booker has to, like, he hasn't been in that 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 prime time slot yet. Like, yeah. the lights get to him, I don't know yet. You right, know? Playoff, playoff, the playoff lights are a little different. Right, yeah. CP3's been there. He's been right. there. But that team is young. So, but, you know, I still think the Lakers can still beat them if healthy. Um, The third team in the West is what the, the Lakers can beat right everybody. They can beat yeah, everybody. They can beat everybody. Yeah. They beat everybody. But right now, the Lakers are in kind of I wouldn't I wouldn't be in panic mode because we still have to let everybody heal up, but we can't afford Anthony Davis to get go down again. And you know he got that that growing injury. I mean that's that's tough, man. That, that that's a tough injury to come back from. Even LeBron's high ankle sprain that can be tough. So I just gotta keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, man. Well, AD is a it's a calf. The calf. Yeah, it's yeah. a calf. calf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree with everything you said in regards to, you know, Utah is Utah. Like nobody cares about Utah. Yeah. They, they can be, they can be 80 and two. And I will still say that <laughs> right. it's Utah. Like right. you're, not, you're not banking on Utah to win no NBA titles. No. Um, the Clippers, the Clippers, they'll fall Clippers, apart. The Clippers, the, yes, they will fall apart. And more importantly, I mean, you know, they have a big game tonight against the Lakers, Clippers and Lakers tonight. Rondo will debut for the Clippers tonight. So it's going to be interesting to see it's tonight or tomorrow, like. tonight or tomorrow. I think it's, yeah, I think it's tonight or yeah, one, one of these nights. I think it's either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. But tomorrow, but, yeah, no, yes. It's on. Yeah. It's on uh, NBC or it's tomorrow, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Okay, cool. So, you know, what, what are you expecting out of Rondo in that game? Do you think that he can be able to, to kind of give them some mature adult leadership that they've been lacking over the last two seasons? I think so. I think that's why they traded for him. Yeah. I mean, because Kawhi, we all know Kawhi is not the leader. He's he's a hooper. He's going to come in. He's going to play. He's out. He's not going to guide nobody. He's not going to bring anybody up. He's not mentoring anybody. Paul George still immature. They got rid of Lou Williams because his his immaturity as well, too. Right. Now he's back in Atlanta, you know, with the, the famous Magic City wings. Yeah, Magic City Lou, you know. He can he can enjoy that. Facts. Um, Rondo, this, this is the thing, right? Rondo has changed his image. I think... When he came to the Lakers, a lot of people were like, well, he's probably going to run. He's going to rub somebody wrong and he'll be out of there. Right. But he actually he actually playing with LeBron. It was actually a good thing. You saw that he's still a leader. He's a good leader when he wants to be, when he's motivated. You yeah. know, I, we, I have to see how he's going to be tomorrow. I mean, he'll probably be a, a really good four leader because they needed a point guard. They didn't have a real Patrick Beverly. He's just an irritant. He's, he's not a, a point guard. He's a cheerleader, bro. He's, he's a cheerleader. cheerleader. That's it. You know, but you got a guy like Rondo who's who has championships now who's a very established winner and a leader in this league. It, it just all depends if, if he's going to buy into it. And if he's okay with Kawhi just doing what he does, yeah, then, then they'll be fine. Because I feel like that the Clipper organization is kind of handcuffed by Kawhi. Like he kind of dictates what he wants to do when he wants to play. And I think that's not a really good, it's not a recipe uh, for, for it's, success. It's not because I get it. He's your superstar. I understand that. But as a superstar, you also you also are the leader. You also are the de facto leader, and he's not the the leader that we probably want him to be. At least I don't mean I don't really care for him to be the leader because right. I'm a Clipper fan like that. But you want your guy to be somewhat of an authority figure in that locker room, and I don't think they have that. And Rondo, he might get there and see like all the shenanigans that probably happen behind closed doors. 
And he might be like, eh, I'm, I'm good, man. Like, I, I, I think I'll just do what I did in Dallas and just, you know, just check out <laughs> until they let me go. I think, I think for Rondo, he's definitely going to try his damnedest to, yeah, he'll try. to make sure that he straightens this out because it looks good for his legacy. If yeah, he can be able right. to win championships yep. with the yeah, Celtics, the Lakers, and also the Clippers, Clippers right. you know, that looks good for him. So I, even if he doesn't care for these guys, right. it, he's going to make sure that everybody is on the same page. It benefits his brand. It benefits his brand, right. He may look at Paul George and be like, man, this dude is the worst. But you know, let me just uh, <laughs> let me just be let me just be the the adult in the room and and keep everybody on the straight and straight. So you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I personally don't think that Rondo is going to be able to recapture that magic that he had in the playoffs because if you remember last yeah. season, oh, he was big during the during the regular season. Laker fans like, wanted him gone. Right? They nobody wanted him in the rotation. They didn't want him on the team. They didn't care. Right. COVID happened and then, you know, everything changed. So hit big shots can, in the right. Can he recapture that? I doubt it. No. Nah, Cause I once you, it. once you put on that Clipper uniform, bad <laughs> things happen. Like we certain, cer- right. certain just freakish things happen. So, you know, I, I'm happy for him because he does have the ability to, to go back to the playoffs because with the, with the Hawks, the way they were looking, they weren't looking like a good playoff team when he right. was there. Right. And also he wasn't he wasn't productive. So, no. you know, being a backup, you know, to 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 uh to Trey Young is not where Rondo should be right now. He definitely no. deserves to still be a starter somewhere. He found it. He found a, a role with the Clippers here. So I'm definitely happy for him that he's a starter. Not happy that he's Clipper scum now, but um, I'm definitely <laughs> happy that he can be able to uh, he can be able to um to help them possibly get over a hump. Right. Um, right. I have to say this as a disclaimer. Um, growing yes. up, I used to be a hardcore Clipper fan. Come on, man! But 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 let, but let me let me let me explain myself. It was more. You from need a, to. It was a, it was more of a monetary uh, reason why. So growing I, I up, growing up in LA, um, the Lakers were always the, the ticket. They played the Great Western Forum, yes. and the Clippers played at the Sports Arena, which are in two. They're like four or five miles from each other, right? Yes. The price range to go to a Clipper game was extremely just way lower than going to a Laker game. Like literally like, Oh, it's like, so, it's like, it's like, it's like the, the nets and the Knicks or, or the, right. the, the, the um, yeah. yeah. Right. So growing up, you know, like I didn't grow up poor or anything like that, but I mean, we were, we weren't rich either. So, right. You know, you're not spending, you're not spending $500 to go to a game. It was yeah. cheaper to see the bulls play the Clippers than it was to see the bulls play the Lakers. Yes. Jordan era. Yes. And so I got to see a lot of Clipper games in the sports. I grew up in the sports arena. Like, got you. like so growing up, you know, I watched those, those Danny Manning teams, the Ron Harper, for those of you who remember Pooh Richardson. Yes. You know, guys like that. Lloyd Vaught, Stanley Roberts. I mean, those were the teams that I grew up watching. And so for the longest, I was a Clipper fan. I was a Clipper fan, but then I just had to give up hope on them because they would always tease you. They would have a really good run, <laughs> and then they go in the playoffs. There was one year I think they could have made the Western Conference Finals against the uh, the Suns, and they I think they were up like five or four or I forgot three games to one or something like that one yeah. year, and they blew it. Yeah. Um. And then after that, I was like, I'm good, I'm good. And I mean, I'm from LA, so I've always supported the LA teams. But the reason why I was more of a Clipper fan growing up is because financially it was just cheaper. I respect to- that. And listen, that 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 was. 
you know that that was your parents and you right you know and a, a monetary decision saying listen right. we, we love basketball but we can't afford Lakers tickets you right. know what i mean so you know let's go see the clippers right so, and it wasn't yeah. until it wasn't until when kobe uh was the, what was that year they won against indiana the pacers that was 99 2000 okay it, that was when i became like like i was i like the lakers but that's because i think it was game five i think it was shaq went out he yes. fouled out or kobe kobe they, took over kobe, ot yeah, and and from I remember like literally like I remember what I was wearing that day, what I had for dinner, like I remember that day, and from then on I was like, yeah, I'm I'm Lakers. <laughs> no, no, I think that was that was game four. Game yeah, four, game yes, four. That was game, game four. four, and I was like, I mean, I like Kobe then, but like that's when I knew he was the dude, and then that's when I knew I was a Laker fan for the rest of my life, and like right. like literally I kind of like like the Clippers, but then when they started get adding guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I was like, I'm yeah, with yeah, I, I've. I have been a Laker fan since I was born. Like my mom, my mom hated the Celtics and, and she hated the Celtics because they had all white guys. And, you know, right. she looked at the Lakers and was like, okay, these are mostly black guys, if not that's all true. black guys. So it's like, I'm going with, and that's like, when you looked at, you know, when they had that documentary, a lot of people thought that way. Like right, a lot right. of people were Laker fans because they, they resembled them. Right. And, you know, we despise the Celtics because they didn't look like us. You know what no, I'm saying? You had a couple guys, Sam Jones, you had Robert, Robert Parrish, Parrish Dennis, Dennis Johnson. Johnson exactly. You know, you had a couple guys on that team, but, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't the Lakers. And I, I that's how I grew up. So, you know, I've always I've always done the purple and gold, man. And, you know, growing up, Clippers were always just like, yeah, that's the bargain bazaar team. We don't right. associate right. with. No, you're you know right. I mean? And so. You know, I, I understand. I understand your side of it. And and as Laker fans now, you're forgiven. Thank you. you. Forgiven. I appreciate it. I, I will not hold that this was, against that you. That was my reconciliation. <laughs> like, father, you know I mean? it has been so many years since I had my right. last confession. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You had your come to Jesus moment. I respect it. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. We're still friends. I will never call you Clipper scum because right. you're my friend. You're my right. boy. So, you know, that. it's Thank all, it's all forgiven, you know, but don't you ever invite me to no Clipper game, even if the tickets are dirt cheap. Don't do it. Don't do it. Cause I won't go. I won't go. What if it's against the Lakers though? No, 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 no. It, 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 it has to be a home game Lakers. They, the, oh, the, okay, okay. the Lakers, the Lakers thing has to be on the floor. I can't see no Clippers logo <laughs> on the floor when they playing. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's just, like, it's just like baseball. I've I've only been to Yankee Stadium one time in my life. Right? Oh, wow. Once. And the tickets were free. I was not paying <laughs> to go sit in nobody's you. Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. I'm I a Queens you. dude. I'm from Queens. That's where I go watch my baseball games. Like, before 2016, I went to, like, 40 games a year. Wow. Alone. Dang. Alone. That's how big of a Mets fan I am. It's it runs deep. It runs deep. I mean, that's a nice stadium though. With the new yeah, one. Yeah, I, I love it. I love City Field, man. But I I love the old one better. I yeah. loved Shea Stadium because it it was a rinky old stadium, and when when it got loud, it would shake. Right. Literally shake. It had character. Yeah, it had character. I feel like these new state these new stadiums they, they don't, don't have character. They don't have it's real corporate. I they get lack, it. They're making money. They lack but, a soul. They yeah. lack a soul. You know what I mean? Right. I think the I think the only stadium that still feels like that. Oh, a couple stadiums in baseball. You have Fenway Park. Yep. You have Wrigley Field. I've been and, there. And and you have you have um uh uh Dodger Stadium. 
Ravine, yes. Yep. So, you know, it's those are the only ones that I can be able to say that, you know, still still feel feel like a baseball. Well, those stadiums to me, like when you watch it on it, it, it hits different when you watch yes. things on TV. Like for those yes. who've never had the opportunity to go to, like you said, Wrigley or Fenway. Chavez Ravine is, like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, I, I had the pleasure of going to opening day a few years ago with my dad for um, for the Dodgers game. Nice. And I, it, it had been a while because I, I moved out of state, whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, no, we got to go. And when I walked into that field, man, I just looked at that grass. I was like, this is this is legit. Like these guys play on this. Like, right. And and Dodger Stadium, man, for 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 being how, how old it is, They've really kept up. They've really time. yes. Their, their menu yes. is is outstanding. Um, not to say because I've actually watched the game at Wrigley Field too. Yeah. A few years ago, the only thing about Wrigley is that you you kind of get unlucky if you get that ticket that's behind a, a beam. Yeah. And so you're like you know you're looking <laughs> to the left or right. You know what I mean? But but it's kind of it has that charm to it. The bathroom sucks. Yeah. But it was built in like the 10, 1910s or whatever. Right, 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 right. So, but you're right. No, but those those stadiums to me. I, I like those. I don't like watching the big stadiums. Anymore. No, I don't. I really don't, man. I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm definitely with you, man. And you know, one of these one of these years, uh, I, I we have to go to a Dodgers game because that. Oh yeah, you come west, is, dude. It's, it's that a, is my that is my second favorite team. Like I love the Mets. It's but a wrap. The Dodgers, and and the way I feel is like being a Dodger fan and a Met fan is really the same thing. Brooklyn Dodgers, they go yeah. out there to LA, yeah. and Mets come, so it's like. That is the Mets. They're still yeah. the Mets to me. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah, just yeah, my yeah. West Coast Mets. Yeah, it's so, like an amended Mets team. Exactly. So, you know, when they won the World Series, man, I was extremely happy for them. Oh, tell, really man, happy. tell me. I mean, I've been watching. I've been rolling with the Dodgers since I could remember. My grandmother, yeah. rest in peace, she died years ago, but she was a diehard Dodgers fan. <laughs> I remember she would watch Babysit Me on Saturdays, and we would watch, you know, KTLA, which was the, 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 the channel back yeah. then. In LA, and it would be like a afternoon saturday afternoon and she would Baseball. put me right in front of the front of the dodgers game and i would watch raul mondesi yeah um, you know those guys play and, and ever since then i mean hell i got i got the dodgers tatted on my arm so <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a dodgers fan and it's funny because i watch a lot of football but baseball has always been like that one that one sport especially dodger baseball that has always resonated with me. Yeah, it's special. Baseball, baseball yes. is definitely like you know. I grew up playing basketball, and I'm you know I, I love the NFL, but in regards right. to in regards to sports, it's it's baseball for me. It's basketball, and then it's the NFL. Right. Uh, right. you know, baseball just it just hits different for me. Like, it, it, I mean, it, it really does. And so when, yeah. you, when you listen, Vince Scully, it's time for Dodger baseball. <laughs> it just hits, and you get the Dodger right. dog. They, they sell Dodger dogs in the grocery right. store. Right. 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 It's like. It's like, oh my God, like I gotta get that. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. I'm trying to bring my kids up on that. You know, it's hard for them because they're into Fortnite and all this other right. crap that's out there. But you know, that's part of my my uh what you call it? Uh, um what's the word? Uh I wouldn't say tradition. I guess it's tradition. It's how I was it was how I Yeah, was. you you want you would love to you know Pass expose that down. them to that. Yes, definitely. Because you know, as baseball people. That's how the game has always been. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's it was a, handed it's a, down. To it you. hand it's a hand down sport. Like right. it's hard for you to be a casual fan and watch baseball. It right. needs to no. be in your blood to watch. You gotta baseball. be invested in it. You gotta not, be you're invested. Like, like this yeah. game takes forever. Like exactly, cares? exactly. So you, you know that's that's how I am, man. Like you know when the Mets have a bad week, I have a bad week. Like don't <laughs> speak to me if the Mets go two and five and or two and right. you know two and four in a week like that, that don't don't do that like i'm not I, the person I, to speak I, to i feel you I yeah feel you know what i mean but um i guess we'll end on this uh sure. what are your thoughts on 
this whole KD Michael Rappaport situation? It's unfortunate. So I'm going to uh, let me address Michael Rappaport's yes. side on this first. First of all, if you're having a, a, a private conversation with someone like a DM, you don't have to post that, man. Like, that's that's just my thing. Like, as a I man, agree. like, just like, what are you doing? And I know Michael Rappaport, he's a character. He's very loud. He's gregarious. Comedian, he's a troll. Comedian, that, yeah. he's a troll. But like, dude, like he sent you. And I read, I read, I finally was able to read the transcript of it. And I was, just, I was laughing because it was funny. But that's a conversation that he had between you in, in the D in the direct in the direct message, you know, right. area. So don't post that. Facts. And then now all of a sudden you're sorry. Like, no, because you knew what you were doing when you posted that to social media. Like, so don't be don't be sorry about that now. OK, KD, he is probably the most sensitive athlete we have had of in all the, time. In, exactly. Of in all, history. All time. History. You know, um, this guy, he just doesn't learn. I mean, he had the burner accounts. Oh, uh, my goodness. He, he reads everything. And yeah. I get it. Does it mean other athletes don't read the press clippings or people what people put on Twitter and social media? They do. I mean, you can't tell me a guy like a LeBron or a Tom Brady, like the greats, right? Because everyone hates on greats. Yeah. Um, but they just look at, you know, they probably say that, whatever. Like, I'm still LeBron James. Oh, I'm still Tom Brady. But for some reason, Katie still needs to, like... Uh, what's the word? He has to prove himself to everybody. He still so has he that has chip on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. He has to answer every doubt about someone about himself that someone presents to himself. Yeah. So to me, he just needs to just get off social media altogether. Just don't even look at it because he's always it seems like we, he's always got something going on in social media. I agree. Um, I agree. And I feel like it, it, it does damage his reputation. I, I don't really care too much for KD, to be honest with you. Like he was I liked him when he was in Seattle. Yeah. When he was, you know, the, the beginning phases of Oklahoma City Thunder. But when he started to kind of get puff his chest up a little bit more, he started feeling himself now. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just totally was done with him. Yeah. I was I'm with done you. with him. And the fact that him and Michael Rappaport are having this thing, it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, really, who cares? Yeah. Michael Rappaport, like you said, he's a troll. He's a comedian. He's doing stuff for effect. You're an NBA professional. You're, you're a world champion. You're a, a former league MVP. Right. Like, Act well, like it. Act like it, like you yeah. know what I mean. I, I, and I don't want to get on my LeBron uh, soapbox, but it's like you don't, you will never hear LeBron doing something like that, man. Right? Never, never. He's he's too more mature for that. And KD needs to mature a little bit more. And I don't know what 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 it's why he has to keep doing this stuff. It just makes no sense to me. And I'm totally out on KD. And I think the whole situation is ridiculous. Um, and I really wish I didn't read the article because I wasted like 10 minutes of my life that I can never get back. Yeah, nah, I'm with you, man. I, I'm definitely with you. Well said. Uh, there's nothing more I got to put on it. <laughs> so, you know, you, you said everything. Um, <laughs> so I like to also end with, I call rapid fire for my guest where okay, I'm going to spit oh, out some it. stuff I love it. I love it, and you know, you tell me who do, you do, do. better. And I'm not going to argue with you. This is your stuff. This is your opinion. So, you know, we're just going to leave it at that. Okay. So, better baseball player of all time, Barry Bonds or Ken Griffey Jr.? Barry Bonds. Nice. Better shortstop of all time, Derek Jeter or Cal Ripken? Ooh, Derek Jeter. I got to go Jeter. Derek Jeter. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Let's see. Trying to think. Oh, better point guard, John Stockton 
or Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd. That was close, okay. though. That was close. <laughs> it was close. Better defender. Kawhi Leonard. And I'm going to give you a, a Laker one right now. Or Michael Cooper. Oh, Michael Cooper all day. <laughs> Michael Cooper all day. And I mean, I didn't even get to see him play a lot because I was a baby. But, yeah. you know, I've, I've seen highlights of this dude. Um, and it was a different NBA then, too. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, Michael Cooper, he was long. I mean, Michael yeah, Cooper, yeah, he was a problem all the way. He's definitely way. a problem. Okay, well, here's another one better defender, Kawhi Leonard or Scotty Pippen? Scotty Pippen. Mm, okay, okay, Pippen. who would you rather have, Tracy McGrady or Paul George? Tracy McGrady, Tracy McGrady. Okay, Tracy, I, I can't stand Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said, you said Paul no, George? Paul George, Paul George. Oh yeah, no, no, Tracy McGrady. No, Tracy okay. McGrady was a was a was a was a. Uh, I mean, what's a, what's a handful? Yeah, he just injuries kind of you know ended his career. More clutch, Joe Johnson or Paul Pierce? Ooh, uh, I hate Paul Pierce, but I gotta get Paul Pierce. Yeah, you got you got it. You gotta give. I gotta give Paul. Pierce. I call game. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Better, better pure point guard. Okay. We have uh, Chris Paul mm. or Steve Nash. Ooh. Oh, man. I got to go with Steve Nash. I think he's a better passer. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Better passer. Here we go. Better passer. LeBron James or Magic Johnson? Magic, yeah, I, magic, I go with magic. magic. Magic had a little bit more stink on his passes, man. yeah. He, yeah, he, he had he, more flair to it because sometimes LeBron would make these passes. I'd be like, Why did you do a no look to like, the, like, why did you do that? Now, nah, Braun has some, he has some flash, but he he's not magic, he definitely no, not, not in the fast break, like, yeah, 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 not like that. So, I gotta give it to magic on that one. Who would you rather have, Reggie Miller <laughs> or Ray Allen? Ray Allen. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, like I said, I can't argue. I'm just gonna say I'm just... that because me and my cousin, we always have this conversation about yeah. that. Like, it was it's, it, Reggie Miller's always in the talks and Ray Allen, but we, I think we both always go with Ray Allen. Okay. 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 It, it, but I guess it all depends on the shot, though. Like, if it's if it's a set shot, yeah, Ray Allen. Okay. I think Reggie Miller was more. He can create his shot better than Ray Allen. Especially towards uh, the end of his I think career. I think too I think Reggie Miller was always a a a, a very off the ball dominant guy. Yeah, you know he yeah. can be able to score off the ball. But Ray Allen, remember when Ray Allen got drafted with oh, the Bucks? Oh no, he was a, yeah. He was dynamic. He was yeah, he could put it on the floor. He can get like, by dunk, you. I mean, yeah, all of that. So you know he evolved over time. So I, I definitely see your point. But like I said, I'm not I'm not arguing. This is all your right, opinion. Right, 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 right. Um, let's see. Who would you rather have? Steph Curry or Allen Iverson? AI. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm old school. AI. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm AI. With you. I got. He's just a dog. Yeah. And a lot of these guys today are not dogs. So here's here's gonna be a tough one. And okay. then maybe not tough because you are old school. Better scorer. James Harden or Michael Jordan. He's talking about scoring now. Yeah, I'll go James, James Harden is, is more, he's more of a gifted scorer than Michael Jordan. Got you, got you. 
But okay. I would. It's hard though because if James Harden played in Michael's era, yeah. I don't know. If James Harden would be the scorer we know today. Well, well, he's he's taking yeah, he's taking advantage. Well, if we're just talking from a scoring standpoint, right? But but scoring standpoint, no. James Harden is he's definitely more fluid than I yeah. think was. Uh let's see. Especially better, from the perimeter. Yes, better big man. Who would you rather have, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm. or Hakeem Olajuwon? Ooh, I like I like I like the captain, but I gotta go with the dream. You going with the dream? I gotta okay. go. I mean, that dream shake, dude. I mean, I, how can you not forget? How can you not remember the David Robinson in the Alamo Dome? Right. He took that dude up. I mean, the dream was legit. <laughs> I think we. I, th- I don't think people talk about him enough, man. Like, they I don't think they don't. Play. They don't because he was he was special, man. He was a guy that was you know six ten, six eleven, could be able to. He was so nimble. Yeah. He can be. He he, can, he moved like a guard. Right, you know, and had the post ups and the the footwork, right. and it, it, he was he was literally unguardable. You know what right. I mean? Right, and um, he, don't get, he don't get enough respect. Doesn't get enough respect. I agree. Uh, let's see, one last one, one last one. Who would you rather have? I'm trying to think. Wait, wait, wait. Terrell Davis as a running back, mm. or Emmett Smith. Emma Smith, he played longer. <laughs> but but well, well, that, the reason why I brought that up is because their running styles are so the same. There's, there's, yeah, that's the they're, first. They're, they're little, yeah, they're 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 similar in some ways, but I think I think Terrell Terrell Davis was he was he had more she had more shake to him. Yeah, he was just he was a problem, man. He was a Emma Smith. I mean, they're both tough guys. So yeah. I mean, I'll never forget that. Uh, let's see, like week seventeen, Giants and Cowboys game for the division. Yeah. He, you know, separated his shoulder. Yeah, came back. Now, to me, that always will. I always pick him over a lot of running backs just because of not because I'm a Cowboys fan. Because I do like Terrell Davis. I thought he, yeah. you know, he was. I mean, I used to play Madden '95. Right. <laughs> I would get those Broncos teams, and I'd just be running the ball. Just running exactly. <laughs> All right, last one for you. I think this okay. is a good one. Last one. Who would you rather have, Ladanian Tomlinson, or Marshall Falk? Ooh. <laughs> That's a tough one. LT or Marshall? Mm, they both, they, they're like the same player. Yeah, that's why, that, that's why it's tough, man. I would say LT because from what I understand, from what I remember, Marshall kind of was like a little prima donna. Well, I, I, I'm leaning, I would lean more Marshall because I think Marshall was a better pure runner than LT was. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think LT was more of the, the better total package, like they're the same player, right? But if but but LT was just better at what they did, right. you know right. what I mean? So yeah, so I, it, it, there's definitely not a right or wrong answer, you no, know what I'm saying? That, that was a tough one. Yeah, I like both of them. I right. Mean, but yeah. Oh, Marshall fucked up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he is a problem. He was a bad dude, man. Like <laughs> he was a problem. I might have to change. Hold on, I gotta change that. I gotta go, Marshall <laughs> Falk, man. I like LT, but I, yeah. I gotta go. Marshall, man. He's, I respect it. I respect uh, it, man. That was I like that. I like that little rapid fire, man. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's legit. I, I, That's I do legit. that. I do that with my guests, man. Well, listen, Ryan, this this has been a pleasure, man. It's always oh, yeah, man. fun talking to you, bro. Absolutely. Um, you know, let everybody know what you got going on, where they can find you so they can be able to, you know, tap in on your show as well. Yeah, man, absolutely. So thanks again for having me on. But for those of you, man, hit me up on my Instagram at clutch.sports.talk. But right now, I need the push on my YouTube right now. Yes, sir. The search Clutch Sports Talk. I'm literally the first person when you search Clutch Sports Talk. 
Um, so I, I'm trying to get over 100. I'm like at 82 right now. So if I can get you guys in there, I appreciate it. Um, you can catch my live show on Mondays and Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The show does stream live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and, and also Instagram. Because nice. I got a new camera, so now I can use my phone. Yeah, I saw that last time. It was dope, man. It was, it was so, dope. so I'm trying to hit every platform. But, um, but yeah, man, we have a good time in there, man. And so I just, I, I just appreciate everyone's support. Uh, and, and love for the for for that for the stuff that we do because a lot of people don't really understand it's difficult in what we do. The yeah. people just think we show up, we talk, and that's about it. For some of us, it might be that natural, you know, like a Barry Grant Jr. But, <laughs> but 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 guys like me, you know, I gotta like I gotta like really work at it. You know? <laughs> so, so, but I, I appreciate everyone that that's that's listening to this episode and will listen to it. But yeah, yeah that's where you can catch me at, man. I appreciate it. Nah, definitely, man. You know you're my man, and I always, I, I always push your stuff more than I push oh. my own. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you know, we're, we're, that that's what that's what boys do. That's what friends do. Like we right. gotta support each other. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter, no matter what, if you bust before I do, it's gonna feel like, you know, I did it. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's that that's how we're gonna keep it. That's how we're gonna continue to do it. So like I said, man, keep keep working hard. You'll get to that hundred before before you even blink, you know what I mean? So, you know, you just gotta put your head down and keep keep doing what you're doing, pushing out that content and you'll get there. Right. You'll yep. get there. I believe it. Thanks a lot, Barry. Absolutely, man, I'll talk to you. I'd like to thank my man, Ryan Flowers for coming on the show. Good dude, man, he works hard just like I do, if not harder. So, shouts to him, uh, keep grinding, keep doing what you're doing. And like I said, I forgave you on the show about being Clipper scum, but I gotta think about it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Saturday. It's all leaving. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, yeah, we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even Podcast, my oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up, oh, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast. Yeah, my nigga's joining. What's up? Oh, even. Oh, even podcast. Yo, they even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this yo, something. Oh, even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you got well, that's a shot of you keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump all even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. All even podcast, right? All even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to all even podcast. 100%. He cool. Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Yeah. Is he? 100%. He cool. Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? This is the God, Gents and Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So let's just get right to it, shall we? May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is... Michael Rappaport and Kevin Durant. They're both going to share this award. Michael Rappaport is a comedian, troll. Kevin Durant is one of the greatest basketball players that ever lived. 
they are both my because <laughs> this is just can't make this up michael rapaport has always been the resident white tough guy right you gonna talk about trump and he, he he made all of his instagram videos about trump for four years four years you know did his thing everybody's laughing and all that you know tough guy from from new york okay cool but ladies and gentlemen of the jury your honor it looks like michael rapaport met his match <laughs> he was so threatened by kevin durant's messages dms aggressive nature that he had to post it because he, he felt threatened <laughs> at the end of the day this white man you know felt threatened by a black guy you know how that goes that's funny to me so he's gonna hold the l for that but kevin durant on the other hand your honor ladies and gentlemen of the jury he's my dummy of the week as well because he threatened michael rapaport <laughs> why would you do that and the first and the first thing that comes to my mind is that you're talking about you're gonna spit in somebody's face you're gonna f them up you're gonna do you're not doing none of this i never seen kevin durant get into a fight on a basketball court now you over here threatening people off the bat well you ain't doing nothing <laughs> You're string bean ass. 6'11 and probably can't swing a punch. Come on, man. <laughs> you are beloved in the hearts and minds of millions of basketball fans for that beautiful jump shot. Not your right hook. Not a jab. So just stop. Just stop with all the tough guy talk. You're a basketball player. Enjoy being a basketball player. Just don't don't live in that that zone. Like just don't don't go there. Don't go there. Because what if what if this fight did go down and Michael Rappaport knocks out Kevin Durant? <laughs> he would never be able to live this down for the rest of his life. So just just don't even take that risk. Don't even take that risk. Alright? Here comes a new challenger. Wait a second here. We 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 have new evidence about a, a another case. Pa Paul Pierce, you say? Paul Pierce is also dummy of the week? Paul Pierce, it would appear, went to Instagram and posted this video about, you know, these, these girls twerking in bikinis, rubbing him down, and there's people there, and he's asking Monica to come there, and it, it, it just doesn't look good, right? First off, his hairline and the haircut that he got is just, it's bad, but it don't look good in regards to the optics, and I'm sure Disney is probably panicking right now, like, what are we doing? So... The fact that he works for ESPN, maybe he'll be a former employee of ESPN. But, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, does anybody care <laughs> what Paul Pierce has to say in regards to basketball? I don't think so. So maybe this needs to be his new venture. Maybe this is what he should be doing. He should be putting on stripper parties and massage parlors and this kind of stuff because he's more interesting. People have found Paul Pierce more interesting with this particular video than his entire NBA career and also his analytical career. Oh, man. So Michael Rappaport, Kevin Durant, and Paul Pierce, you guys are holding the biggest L right now, looking like straight losers, straight chumps, but you're all winners for Dummy of the Week.
that's all for this show. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys next week, where we'll pick it up. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.